It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Security Token Show. Hopefully you're joining us again. But welcome to those of you who are new. This is Kyle Solon. I'm Herbert Conies. We're your host. Good to be in the studio with you as always, yeah, my friend. Absolutely. Ready to bring you the latest security token news. So before we dive into the show today, we do want to thank our sponsor, which this week, the show is brought to you by the Security Token Advisors Success Network. Now with over 100 members, you're getting exclusive reports. You're getting behind the scenes access to the show, getting an earlier exclusive access to other types of research and reports that we make, as well as some great community features. We've got events like former SEC attorney Mark Powers was talking to us all about everything going on in the regulation space with respect to the industry. So thank you so much to the STA Success Network. If you're watching it early or if you don't know what's going on, check out success.securitytokenadvisors.com. Special founding member rates still available through May, so check it out. Uh, But let's get into the show, Kyle. And starting off our top five things you got to know happening right now, we're launching off with JPM. JP Morgan's wealth managers and their online brokers in over 30 markets are now tapping into ShareGain's digital securities lending solutions. It's not quite totally out of the blockchain as I understand Mm. it, Kyle, but is one step closer to the future. Very cool stuff. And moving into number four, we have Aberdeen launching a tokenization platform through Hedera, working with the Hedera Hashgraph blockchain. They are also joining the governing council there, so taking a pretty big position in the platform. And this comes after they were announced as the lead investor in Archax's most recent fundraising round. Reminder, Archax is a marketplace for digital securities, security tokens in the UK jurisdiction. So Aberdeen making moves. That's huge. And speaking of Archax, actually their monster division is the first client of the recently acquired capital markets uh, side of Settle by Delta Capita. So Delta Capita is getting into the game, building a uh, central securities depository on the blockchain. It's a CSD uh, for Montes. So very interesting stuff. Probably will have a lot of cool other capital markets applications to come. And number two, we have Figure, the largest non-bank HELOC home equity line of credit lender in the world. They have over 5 billion in now tokenized or digital blockchain-based securities lending issuances with over 70,000 different customers. And now their most recent debt offering was rated by Morningstar AAA. They also have a class B offering rated single A, both rated by Morningstar, both on the blockchain. This is the first rated HELOC. This comes after Morningstar also rated a debt offering by Fat Brands that was done a couple years ago. Now figure also getting institutional adoption. And back over to JPM, we've got over 700 billion in short-term loans already through their Onyx division, which is of course backed and using the JPM stablecoin. All of this on the private 
Ethereum platform that they've built. Very cool stuff. We've already got Goldman Sachs, BNB Paribas, and DBS Bank cited as major clients on the platform with 15 more banks and brokers to follow. So with that, let's get into over to Peter's segment with the institutional updates. All right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. Big, big showing from the major investment banks, asset managers, and service providers within the tokenization space this past week. Much of this news broke out at or alongside consensus in Austin, Texas. What really caught my eye spans across the private and public sectors alike. So first, Franklin Templeton's on-chain U.S. government money fund, FOBXX, surpassed $270 million in assets just two years after launching. Keep in mind, the first mutual fund to record share ownership on a blockchain ledger. Initially issued on the Stellar blockchain, making waves, Franklin Templeton also announced this past week that they would be going live with the same fund on the Polygon blockchain, actually available within the asset manager's Benji app under the ticker Benji, B-E-N-J-I. As we see money market and yield products take aim lately, Franklin Templeton's doubling down on their initial bet to capture that side of the market. On the private side, we also have Figure setting a milestone with the first publicly rated blockchain-based HELOC, something they've been doing for a few years now, but now have reached a new tier in legitimacy and feasibility with the rating. So Morningstar rated the HELOC's two classes of shares, AAA and single A, while Jeffries, Goldman Sachs, and JP Morgan Trifecta actually underwrote the offering. So very nice to see Jeffries back in the mix after working with Figure on securitizations back in 2023 years ago. Hope to see the investment bank get a bit more active on this side of things moving forward. Looking overseas, we have the massive asset manager Aberdeen detailing how they plan to use the Hedera blockchain as a distributed ledger of choice to tokenize and issue products. Keep in mind, Aberdeen was a lead investor in the UK-based digital securities platform, Archax, back in the day. So a crossover there is to be expected. And lastly, JP Morgan's Onyx division officially surpassed $700 million in blockchain-based transactions through the repo and tokenized collateral networks. That trillion-dollar mark is certainly insight for them. So that's all on the institutional front today. Plenty more happening behind the scenes as well. Trust me, this is possibly the most exciting time in the industry thus far because of the breadth in use cases and sectors that are indeed active, no longer just conceptual. So I'll keep everyone in the loop as more things come to fruition. Until then, listen to Sam Sachs and his market breakdown. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap is near the $16 billion mark, which is a very strong sign. But with that being said, it's important to touch upon a caveat. The volume is still very low. However, we do have three big pieces of news this week, and we'll start with Basonic Securities. It was recently approved by FINRA to operate a broker-dealer and an ETF for equity and debt securities, including digital asset securities that are using blockchain technologies. Basonic Securities was also approved to get their private placements of equity and debt securities, including digital asset securities that are offered and sold pursuant to Reg A, D and S safe harbors from regulation with the U.S. SEC. In other news, INX announced a new primary offering launch on its INX One platform, Forex Mana, a cutting-edge platform pioneering the convergence of the metaverse, loyalty, gaming, retail, and sports industries. The collaboration will enable the launch of XMana's XMNA token on the INX.1 platform, the world's first and only fully regulated end-to-end platform for listing both SEC-registered security tokens and cryptocurrencies. The STO of XMAN tokens 
marks the first digital security token sale of its kind to offer investment exposure to these rapidly growing Web3 markets, unlocking a new wealth of new opportunities for investors on a fully compliant and secure platform, and we're likely to see many more in the future. And finally, Blockchain Capital has released its financials for Q1 2023, and the NAV finished up a whopping 9.9%. The three biggest holdings are currently as follows. OpenSea, which as you know, is the world's first and largest Web3 marketplace for NFTs and crypto collectibles. Anchorage, which is a crypto platform providing institutions with integrated digital asset, financial services, and infrastructure solutions. It offers a digital bank as a crypto native bank and also offers crypto strategies for leading institutions. And another leader, Circle Financial, which manages the stablecoins USDC pegged to the US dollar, one of the most trusted stablecoins in the industry. And the next two holdings are also interesting and worth noting. Kraken, which is a highly regulated cryptocurrency exchange that has recently benefited in signing up new investors through the collapse of FTX. Kraken is not publicly traded yet, but there are many rumors of a 2023 IPO. And that's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday. And kicking off our main topic this week, we are talking about tokenization use cases specifically for the banking institutions. We've seen so much adoption that we've covered in our top five over the last what feels like 20, 30 episodes. We've seen a meteoric rise in banking applications. We wanted to take some time today and talk about really the main use cases, the real benefits, we see seven, or maybe even more if you think about it a little more nuanced, but diving into the high level. First off, when you're talking about any financial application, Herwig, we need to get money into the system. We need to get liquidity on-ramped into this digital economy before we're gonna build any types of structured products or anything like that on top of it. So. Number one use case that we've seen from uh, many different banks, whether it's issuing stable coins or building platforms like JPM coin is commercial banking. This allows asset managers to bring assets onto the digital database and be able to be managed recordingly and respectively, whether it's through fundraising or other vehicles. And this is where number two comes in alongside that her way, which is money market funds. This is lending that capital between the different banks inside the institution. So really commercial banking and money market funding in terms of getting capital for or interest on your capital is really the number one core use case we see for banks. That's amazing. So you're saying in order for us to really even take advantage of full tokenization where the banks can even play, if you will, they first got to get money on chain. Uh, and we're seeing that first in the form of stable coins. You said the JPM coin, and then we also got sock gens. Uh, Euro stablecoin yep. they recently announced, you know, so these use cases for settlement use uh, hundreds of billions, if not trillions uh, in these daily volumes in these markets where we're already seeing hundreds of billions of activity on the Onyx platform uh, and others. So this is a really great side. Totally agree. Option. Totally agree. And then to, to that, that second point, we've got UBS doing repo trading. We've got Onyx's platform that has JPM coin and all of their assets onboarded. That's done $700 billion in short lines of credit transactions between banks and other institutions. So they're basically taking all this money onto the digital platform, and then they're all leveraging it between each other for that short-term lending, which we see money market funds have blown up recently. Uh, and that's, the, that's, that's where we're seeing first. What's next? And similar on that train, actually, the mutual fund that we saw launched by Franklin Templeton, though focused specifically as just sort of an also a money fund. This is a mutual fund structure. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so I think we're going to see tons of applications of different fun products and structures get tokenized. We've got Wisdom Tree, uh, very similar. They've got oh, 10, I believe, different uh, fun structures that they're launching around baskets of commodities and equities and different uh, structures and treasuries, I think was the other one. So very, very cool to see that we're seeing the banks say, okay, it's now it's, we got the money on chain. We can actually start bringing some of our fun products on chain mm -hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely right. I think that that's such an important angle. We're seeing additional adoption across this one. Even you see public or private blockchains, depending on which banking institution, Franklin Templeton, I think they were building on Polygon, which is fascinating, versus um, what we see with JPM doing a private Ethereum-based blockchain. So there's a lot of different pieces there from a technological perspective, which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, obviously we've seen some sides on distribution too, right? Uh, the fact that we can get into efficiencies, mm. uh, the fact that we can now reach new audiences, right? I think uh, we saw with a couple different examples. Yeah, KKR, Hamilton Lane, Wisdom Tree, all bringing new fund products to market. You've got Deutsche Bank with their DAMA platform, all focused on getting to new asset holders, new investors. This is bringing down the minimum investments, which increases the access to the different investors in a specific jurisdiction. But a lot of these digitally native products are trying to capture a global investor audience, which has not always been the case for these types of structured products in the past. Both KKR and Hamilton Lane, respectively, they brought it down from basically getting it to, say, a quip, a five million up requirement as an mm -hmm. institution bound to an accredited investor, an individual who can say put up 10 grand uh, versus having to put up a million as the minimum ticket side, massive changes. Uh, that's why I also think we're, we're seeing use cases around uh, credit as well, mm -hmm. Kyle. That's where we talk about bonds a little bit. Yeah, talk uh, about Bonds that. are a fantastically massive market uh, that banks are very involved in. Uh, we actually see that SockGen, they've been active. They did uh, about $150 million worth of bonds, I think, maybe more. Uh, on Ethereum, uh, some other use cases. They even went and refinanced that completely on chain with Maker, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, we also have HSBC's Orion platform, which did a $50 million bond with the EIB, uh, green bond, do mm. if I recall correctly. Correct. Uh, so there are trillion dollar, again, dollars worth of bonds that are now being digitized uh, as well by the banks. Uh, which is similar, but not quite the same as also the use case of loan origination. Ah. Uh, the biggest non-bank uh, lender for HELOCs we announced earlier was Figure. Uh, so they've done over 5 billion in originations on chain using their platform, an immutable record keeping system for loan management. And they've now securitized that and sold that off. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. We also have a tokenized collateralization network uh, over by JPM. So, you know, lending against these tokenized securities is a huge opportunity as well as creating new bonds, new loans, uh, products as well. So yeah, we've seen, you know, especially with, with these types of loans, they're all rated, right? And the rating gives them that kind of dictates how the interest rates on that specific debt is going to be priced. And so we've seen examples of Morningstar looking back and saying, oh, the enhanced transparency of leveraging on-chain platforms allows us to give a better rating, which therefore brings down the costs associated with those debt offerings. All of this is being realized. Not, not quite as, you know, right in your face about, hey, here's new token products and more like, hey, back end. Yeah. This is pretty powerful uh, because these automates a lot of activities and creates efficiencies that when you apply it at scale, I believe Mike Cadney, the CEO of Figure, 
They said it was around three to six percent mm. savings across the board. Uh, that can add up to a lot of dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly right. The transparency helps on both sides, as you're mentioning. You maybe get a better return because closing times are shorter, because distributions are clearer, but then also to your point, managing all of those backend processes using the Goldman Sachs, Sachs DAP platform, BNY Mellon or Fidelity building portals to track a lot of these things are going to be so important in managing the life cycle of an asset from origination all the way until the execution of the final product. Which I think leads us into our last uh, topic that I think banks are also starting to focus on. There's at least seven uh, that we mentioned. So tell us about the last one, Kyle. Yeah, so when we're talking about the, the final piece here, it's really about the actual fundraising mechanics themselves and getting wider access and distribution to all of these different markets. Because once you create all of these different things, once you manage them on the life cycle of the asset, the goal is then to raise larger amounts of capital and build more liquidity for the products themselves. This is, I think, the one that is the furthest down the line. We may or may not see this in, in the current markets, depending on if they're underwritten or if they're publicly solicited, but building those secondary market activity for these assets, building yeah. that liquidity for liquid assets. A big component of that specifically is custody. Mm -hmm. uh, right? We didn't mention that, that that's a pretty important new uh, form that's being taken on here with digitalization. That's going to be a big player by these banks saying, hey, we can custody this much easier for you. We can apply these to your point, all these different uh, applications. So a lot of different uh, things for banks to be looking at here, Kyle. Totally we, of right. course, do that uh, at Security Token Advisors. We've been helping asset managers and banks and all kinds of issuers explore the different use cases and integrate these strategies and, and applications and technologies. So that's the main topic. Uh, that's banking uh, applications. Guys, questions, if you've got thoughts or feedback, of course, Kyle and I are always available. And now let's end our show with our companies of the week. In this segment, Kyle and I, we each choose a company of the week that we thought was making the biggest move in the space last week. They deserve a spotlight, some attention. Why we thought this is extremely important to at least cover, Kyle. Mm. Who did you pick? Who did you think was the most important person or company to highlight? I wanted to highlight blockchain capital because blockchain capital is a venture investment fund. They've raised multiple funds. And one of them, I believe it was their third fund, they actually took about 20% of it of the LP capital or shares and tokenized them and built a, a token, a security token behind it that tracks the progress of the fund. Now, six years later, they released their Q1 2023 NAV report, and they report their portfolios up 1,300%. That's 13x MOIC, which is fantastic. That's a net IRR of 57% when you're aiming for like 18 to 20, realistically. So they are crushing it. They've done three wow. distributions on chain. Wow. And I think that two of my favorite investments that they made, Herwig, OpenSea, they got in at the seed round. Everybody knows OpenSea now. That's an NFT marketplace. And then Circle, Circle, they value the shares of, of Circle Financial, one of the largest stablecoin issuers and one of the biggest financial institutions in the blockchain crypto space. They've also 7X'd that investment based on their valuations. Wow. Blockchain Capital's done some good stuff. They are absolutely, like you said, crushing it. It makes a lot of sense. And the fact that they are trading and trading, you can buy those token. the tokens now. That's absolutely worth highlighting. How about you? Very cool stuff. Well, I mean, when we hear a company like Aberdeen out of uh, Britain, which is, by the way, almost a half trillion dollar asset manager, folks. Uh, when they say we're we're getting into tokenization, they're partnering up with Hedera and doing things like this, that gets me excited. Uh, that tells me that there's yet another major asset manager 
These are the, the folks that can really move a lot of weight on chain very quickly. Once they first get their foundation, they get their platforms out, they start testing it and trialing it. And next thing you know, they're gonna start doing everything on chain. Uh, and that's when the future looks very different, Kyle. So Aberdeen, just like many of the other uh, asset managers like Franklin Templeton and, and uh, Wisdom Tree and others that we mentioned on the show earlier, Aberdeen is out, join the ranks. And so for that, I want to give them the spotlight mm. uh, because they are absolutely forward thinking in this. And uh, Hedera is not a very common mm. choice that we've seen. So I'm excited to see someone put to light uh, exactly their application that they're bringing to market. Uh, this is, again, a more of a DLT than just mm. a public blockchain. So continues that debate a little bit faster, which I think is great. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep a spotlight on that. And Aberdeen, you're my company of the week. Congratulations to Aberdeen. If you like the show, please like it, comment, share this. We really put a lot of effort and research into building out and helping you understand what's going on in the tokenized markets. We appreciate you checking it out. Go to stm.co for any new news, for trading data, anything like that you want to know about the industry. Absolutely. And of course, Kyle and I, we're available on LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. Join the conversation or get into it at the Success Network uh, over at Security Token Advisors. And with that, we'll see you next Monday and happy tokenizing.